What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. Today, we have a very special guest, Chase Henderson. He is an ACE certified personal trainer and the host of the Young Healthy Wealthy podcast. Chase, what's up, man? How's it going, big guy? I'm thriving. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Cannot complain. Cannot complain. So, I want to start out this podcast with a little background on what Budget Trek is about. So, it's been mentioned to you before, but essentially for the people out there that have not heard any of my episodes yet, Budget Trek is about my personal journey towards my own version of financial freedom. So it essentially started out as me and my wife's accountability measure to get out of $50,000 in debt. And along that path, I realized that this can be a really cool educational platform for the listeners, both using my struggles and successes, but also through interviews with people like Chase, people who are constantly striving to be better versions of themselves each and every day. But before we get into Chase's story and how it relates to Budget Trek, Chase, what is the dumbest purchase you have ever made? Oh, geez. Um, I don't think I've ever made like a singular, just dumb purchase. But I mean, I've definitely gone out, you know, being in Tallahassee, part of, part of my collegiate history has been going out, um, having some uh, crazy nights for sure. Uh, <laughs> so probably, probably racking up a pretty high bar tab has been one of those things I just like, yeah. Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Dude, that, that, that resonates with me a lot. So when I was in college, you know, I served, made 500 bucks a week, and that was a lot of money to me. But one night after work, uh, me and some of my friends, we went to a bar, and about the first 15 minutes, I spent about 150 bucks. So, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that. But unfortunately, when you're in college, I mean, you want to do it, and you, you kind of got to do it to be social, unfortunately. But it's an investment. We'll call it an investment in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, let's go and dive deep into this. So, you know, looking at your social media, we can see your podcast. You have success with that. You do personal training. You have success with that. But we know you don't start a journey with success. You know, you have to work towards it and work your ass off to get where you want to be. And I know your situation is a little different because you're still in college. So I'm really eager to hear your answer on this. You know, throughout college, throughout pushing content out and, and training clients, how have you managed your personal finances and how has that helped you get you to where you are today? Uh, short answer. It's tough. <laughs> Long answer is, you know, one of the things that I was, I was not taught how to save growing up, just straight up. I was not really taught well on how to save. I was told saving was important, but um, wasn't taught, you know, how to do it. So a lot of what I do when it comes to, you know, being in college, and I've got all these things going on. How do I find time to like get my finances in order and, you know, save the money I need to save or invest the money I need to invest. And it really comes down to, I don't have exactly a budget per se, but I have, you know, kind of like a half budget where I have different aspects of my life to where I want money to go to. So I make sure money goes to certain aspects of life. But then I also have, uh, like I have an investment account through a service called Betterment. So I'm, uh, automatically having money taken out where it's automatically going to the market. And then I have a couple other services on my phone where it takes like, you know, a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there off of transactions or just on a day-to-day -day basis where it goes into a savings account. Um, 
things. Cause I mean, I know that I'm very bad when it comes to saving myself. So might as well put in systems, put systems in place that are going to do, that's going to do it for me. So yeah. that's been kind of like my philosophy and everything. Cause you know, with everything I do, I've got the podcast, I have online training. I do in-person training. You know, I work at a gym. I'm in school. Uh, I've got a lot of other social obligations. I, finding time to do anything is very, very hard. Yeah, so exactly. being able to put any sort of system in place where finances are taken care of, beautiful. I will do that 10 times out of 10. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, you hear this and it's really cliche, but they say time is your most valuable resource because you really don't get it back. And, oh, yeah. you know, you see nowadays, like all of these apps that will automatically draw funds from your bank account and invest them for you. I mean, it's perfect. And it's a genius idea because, I mean, like I just said, our most precious resource is time. And the less time we have to spend focusing on our finances and the more it's automated, the better. So that's really cool, especially from a college perspective, because I know when I was in college, I didn't save shit. Uh, I didn't invest shit. And, you know, now I'm in the hole that I am today. So, <laughs> right. Hey, man, I mean, it's, it, it happens to the best of us. Only the best of us, dude. Just remember that. Yeah, the all, only the best of us. Only the best <laughs> of us. So this might be kind of contradictory to the podcast. And, and I say this every single time, but. I am a really firm believer that you never really reach financial freedom. And I know financial freedom is essentially having enough passive income that you're not actively working for to cover your bills and whatever, but everybody has a different version a, because everybody has a different standard of lifestyle they want to live. And B, I believe that as your financial success increases, that kind of goes hand in hand with your financial freedom your version of financial freedom inadvertently increases as well. You're going to have a bigger lifestyle that you want to live because as human beings, we always want more. So right. all of that being said, what does financial success and financial freedom mean to you right now? Being in college, you know, pushing out content, training clients, both online and offline. And how do you predict that changing moving forward as you begin to graduate and begin your adult life? I think you really hit the nail on the head is like, Financial freedom is more so a perception-based game where it's like, as, as you grow older, you're going to have more expenses. So you've got, you're going to have to bring in more money or, you know, you might want nicer things. Like you might want to live a higher class lifestyle. So you have the nicer house, you've got the nice cars. So you need to bring in more money through income, through your investments or through your business. So, I mean, as of right now, really the big thing for me is just being able to pay for the stupid cheap cost of living when it comes to college um, and then being able to take all that excess that I get um, and just throw it into myself, invest it in my skills, invest in my abilities, invest in my business. Um, so as of right now, like in college, I don't see myself being financially free per se. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of thrive off being strapped because it forces me to find a new way to make income or like get on that one more sales call or, uh, meet with that that one more person and you know for in-person training whatever it might be um, so in college there's no real definition of financial freedom for me as of right now uh, you know but further down the line within five ten years I definitely want to be to a point where I'm more so financially confident is a term that I like is that you know where I feel that because it's not only just financially free because you could have anything could happen in the markets right you know like 2008 where all you know markets crashed and people who were financially free, all of a sudden they lost all their assets. Boom, you're no longer financially free. Right. I want to be able to get to a point where if something like that were to happen, um, you know, I've got to like I have made enough and put enough in like a reserve, like emergency fund, or within you know different 
diversified my assets enough to where I'm confident that one other asset's going to be able to take over. I don't know if that makes it was like a train of thought there. I don't know if any of that made sense, but no, it's that, like, that's kind of where my head. That, that makes a lot of sense. So, so I was speaking to an individual like an hour ago and we were talking through uh, some business ideas that we're uh, formulating together. And he used to be sort of like an advisor for individuals back in his hometown. And one of the individuals was saying she was about to retire and all of her retirement money was in one investment account at T road price or something. Like if the market crashes, like you said, no way, like that money's gone essentially. And I I think that's a big gap nowadays with people our age, especially because the financial literacy of diversifying and investing wisely and even paying down debt and managing a budget and saving and all that, it's not iterated enough in college. It's really not. And I think, you know, you go through college, you learn what you learn, you're doing what you're doing. But when you get out into the real world, like personal finance is real. And, you know, when you're in college and you don't have bills and, and, and you don't really have to worry about making an income, it's not a big deal to you. But when you graduate, you get that salary, you start getting bills, you start living on your own. It's like, like, dude, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and when you don't know a lot about it, it makes it that much worse. And like, for me, like I was a finance major. So you would, you would assume I know everything about finance, but that's not true. And just because I was a finance major doesn't mean I'm good at managing my own money. And I wasn't. And I put myself in this hole and, and it's taken me getting into this hole to teach myself how to get out of it. But my fear is that too many people put themselves in holes and don't educate themselves until they're in that hole, which is backwards. Right. So that was kind of a tangent, but I want to, I want to dive into something uh, a little bit different. So like with this podcast and with personal training and do, going to school, like how the hell do you balance all of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it really comes down to uh, a lot. It's a lot of discipline, but there's honestly, there's a, a way that I structure everything. I actually got it from um, uh, Brody current and it's called time blocking. So pretty much I set my days up. I don't set my days like, Oh, I've got this at seven o'clock and I got this at seven fifteen. I got this at seven thirty. Blah, blah, blah. I don't really do that. Um, I kind of do, but not, not so much. I give myself blocks of time during my day where that specific block is for a specific task. So when I get up in the morning, that first, you know, three hours that I'm up in the morning, that is specifically for myself and then my online clients. That is, that is all that happens in the morning. There's no school, there's no podcast, there's no nothing. Um, you know, a lot with like my podcast, when I bring people on for my show, um, I'll send them like, I've sent you the invite link for when you came on my show. Um, you'll see that there's a specific, there's kind of like a, there was a, a pattern where it was like 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Friday was kind of open all day because I kind of do whatever on Friday, but Monday through Thursday, it's 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. because those are the times that I've given myself to do podcasting or to do networking or outreach or even sales calls. Like that's the time that I delegate to that. You know, so I make sure that I go through my day and I, I section it off in different blocks because when you're worrying about everything all at the same time, you're trying to get everything done, you're switching from this task to that task, you're really slowing yourself down and you're even going to like stop. Like, I mean, there's, there were days when I was first starting out and I didn't know what time blocking was where I was trying to start the podcast. I was trying to, uh, I was still getting my certification, like my personal trainer certification. I was working a job. I had school and I was trying to do everything all at the same time. And there were days where just nothing got done because I was just so stressed about having to do this thing over here. Oh, we know I got to do this thing over here too. Oh, but then I got to do this thing. 
know, but by putting in the time blocks, yes, I have other things to do, but this block right here, I'm doing this specific task, nothing else. And what's nice about that too, is when you do the time blocks is, um, you know, maybe if there's a day where I don't have a podcast interview lined up between like two and six, that's kind of my time where if there was a part in my day where I kind of fell behind or there was something I didn't get done in my, one of my other blocks, I can kind of put it into that block as well. But that's only if uh, that blocks task is done. So that's, that's kind of what I've done so far uh, for the past couple months is really doing that time blocking sequence has really helped me a lot getting that routine down. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think time blocking is huge because like, just like you said, like you have the first three hours of your day dedicated to yourself and your online clients and you don't feel bad for not focusing on your podcast in that time. Right. Whereas some people, like you said, if your life is just a complete mess and you just have a list of 50 things to do for the whole day, it's like you kind of get ADD. Like that's the way I am. Like I start on something and then I'm like, Oh, I should probably do that now. But now that I've started to organize my schedule in a way that's like, you know, from this time to this time, I'm doing this. And of course I have a nine to five. So I have to balance that in there as well. But it just shows that like organization is huge with being an entrepreneur. Cause if not, like you said, you don't, you don't really do anything. You just run, run around in circles and half-ass every single thing. So I think that's huge. But, but since you started doing that, have you seen more success in your businesses? Um, I have seen the the actual implementation of my business. (laughs) Like, um, you know, cause before, like when I was kind of like just running on all those cylinders going here, this way, this, this way, that way. Um, there's actually, I can't remember the exact study, but I mean, I'm, you know, going through, I'm a science uh, major in college. So I, part of what I do is I have to read scientific articles. So now it's gotten to a point where I enjoy reading them. So I'll read, uh, articles all the time. But one of the, one of these studies was going over how multitasking is bullshit, uh, BS and, um, like your brain can't physically do like you, you, cause it takes time to your, for your brain to focus in on something and you switch it to something else. It now has to adjust to that new stimulus and then fo- refocus on that, which takes time. So you're not really like, you can't do multiple things at the same time because your brain can't focus on multiple things at the same time. Just like you can't look in two different directions with your eyes. You can only look in one direction unless you can do one of those weird eye tricks. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> um, you, you can only look in one direction. So who's to say your attention can only go in one direction as well. So that's been huge for me is just being able to find a way to divert my attention to just one specific spot. Cause if I wouldn't have done that, the pod, I wouldn't have my podcast today. I wouldn't have my, I wouldn't have my certification today. I wouldn't have my online business today. I wouldn't have any of it. I would still be running around, you know, just kind of like wheels in the mud, spinning, spinning, spinning without getting anywhere. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot of entrepreneurs too, is they focus on so many things at once and they try to multitask and start all these different businesses. And like we see it on social media, digital marketing, drop shipping, uh, you name it. But it's like, if you just, you hone in your focus on one specific thing, like you will be so successful. And then once you build that success and you automate it, go on to something different. Uh, but like, yeah. it's interesting because like you do personal training and you do a podcast and you go to school, which is, you know, beside the point, but which one did you do first, the personal training or the podcast? Um, so I guess technically the podcast came first, but I've always been super into fitness ever since I was in high school. So right now I'm 22 about actually two months from two days ago, I'm turned 23 and I've always been super into it ever since I was like 16. So I've been reading articles, you know, studies, articles on bodybuilding.com, like doing my own fitness. And then even then you got to a point where towards the end of high school and the beginning of college, people saw me as like the fitness guy. So they'd always come to me for advice. So I didn't exactly 
train people, but you know, there'd be times where I'd take people to the gym, I'd show them how to do something and then let them go on their own or they come to me for advice. So I've always had that fitness knowledge and expertise for a couple of years, but actually having that, um, le- you know, the legitimate certification, it was after the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I saw something on your Instagram where you had a huge transformation physically. Oh yeah. So yeah. was that while you were in college? Now? Yeah. So that was also, so that's a, Oh man, that's a whole other story. Well, let's, <laughs> um, let's talk about that. Cause I know like body transformations are, are huge and they're so powerful and it has a really big effect. I think on the mental aspect, because I feel like when you are confident with your outer appearance, inadvertently it gives you that mental confidence to keep pushing forward so let's talk about that like what what forced you to want to make that drastic change in your life yeah so um i guess we'll we'll do a little context and then we'll get to that so coming into college i was at about i was at about 140 pounds i was like a stick so i'm like five nine 140 pounds i was a stick coming into college and I ended up building my way up to about 180 pounds and within that first you know my freshman year so everybody's getting their freshman 15 of fat. I put on like 30 pounds of muscle and like 10 pounds of fat because um, I was like just eating everything I could. And so I, I got pretty big. And then over the next two years, I kind of went through this cycle because I ended up joining fraternity. And part of that was I felt that I needed to fit this image of being a frat dude, especially since I go to you know Florida State. I mean, it's top 20 public school in the nation, but it's also – top party school in the nation. So <laughs> I felt that I had to fit this narrative where I had to be like the frat star. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she, she did not like that <laughs> at all. So I was going out, I was partying a lot more. Um, I was, you know, I had the mentality, I'm, I'm a very um, balls of the wall type of person. So I'm either doing something all the way or I'm not doing it at all. Like there's no, like I can't be in the middle, like moderating. I have to just go, go, go. Um, so when it came to going out and stuff, it was, it was the whole mentality of blackout or backout. And that obviously isn't healthy in any respect whatsoever. And so doing that all the time, you know, you go out, you drink, you get hammered, you come home, wake up the next morning, you're hungover. What do you want? You want shitty food because you think that's going to make you feel better, but it's not, it's going to end up adding on the pounds. You know, me going out all the time, I ended up neglecting a lot of my studies in school. So I actually ended up, I mean, I'm, I'm in my school, I'm in school for my fifth year now. And it's all because I neglected school in the beginning because I just wanted to go out and party and have a good time um, where I could have been out, you know, last May, I could have been out, I could have been done. I think I could have even graduated early, but I just took on this narrative so much to where I thought that it was like, I needed to do it to be accepted, to be cool. And so right. I started putting on this weight, I started failing my classes um, it was around this time too, where I was going through trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I decided to be exercise science major just because I loved working out and I thought that's what it was. But it turns out uh, FEC's got a different policy on that. They they want to gear it more towards med school. So I've been taking a lot more like medical based classes. And so like going into these classes, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a doctor. And then I wanted to be a PA, didn't want to be a PA, wanted to be a PT, didn't want to be a PT. And so I'm hitting the, I'm starting to hit all these different ones. I realized I don't want to go in the medical field. So I started to get into this kind of, uh, you know, 20 year old existential crisis where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I want to do with my life. Cause I've just chosen my major a couple months in or a couple years in already. It's kind of, it's too late to change majors. I don't know what to do. So that put me in even a deeper 
place where I just, I felt that I needed to go out and party more. I needed to drink more. I needed to do this. And, um, you know, I've also in my family, we've had a very addictive personality genetic line. So throwing me with an addictive personality into an alcohol filled world didn't exactly equate to anything great. So that led me to get super overweight, failing my classes. I ended up losing my girlfriend because of all this. During the day, I was just super anxious because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I would drink it away. But alcohol is a depressant, so it made me depressed. And so I was just, it was a really, really, really low point for me. <clears throat> and it finally got to, um, what is it, December of 20, what would that be, 2018? Yeah, December 2018. I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw everything I was doing. And it was around this time I kind of found like Gary Vee and Grant Cardone, started reading all this motivational stuff. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur, so I started looking after what he was doing. I was like, okay, well, I guess at this point I need to just make something for myself. And I looked at myself in the mirror <clears throat> and I realized, you know, I'm, I'm over like heavily overweight. I was like 36% body fat, 180 pounds, um, failing all my classes, you know, uh, no girlfriend anymore. And I just was mad at myself and mad at life. I'm like, does this look like a life that you want to live? Do you know what kind of life do you want to live? I want to live this luxurious life where I'm impacting millions of people. I've got nice things. Um, I'm in great shape. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like everything I'm doing right now is not leading up to that moment. So are you going to keep doing the things you're doing now and end up in a ditch? Or are you going to do something different? You're going to make a change and get yourself back on that track to success. So it was around that time I ended up just, I quit alcohol straight up. I, you know, cold turkey didn't drink for like the next like five months. And I ended up replacing that addiction with reading. So now it's gotten to a point where I have to read every day. It's actually really funny. Um, you know, it was, it was making that conscious decision of like, I didn't want to look like that anymore. And I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And it, it, it hurt so bad to the point where it forced me to do something good for myself. So after that, I started eating healthier. I started working out a lot more. I got, I found my passion for fitness again. And uh, now we're almost a year in and you know, I'm definitely a lot slimmer than I was last year. <laughs> I feel a lot better about life. I'm not failing my classes. I'm not doing great, but I'm not failing my classes. <laughs> now I've got a podcast. I'm meeting you know, incredible individuals. I'm you know, meeting people like you and um, finally getting on a path that feels a lot. Uh, it's making me a lot happier for sure. That's, uh, that's powerful, man. That's awesome. I mean, making a drastic change like that is so – it's kind of overwhelming, in a sense, when you're first starting out. But, you know, like we were talking about when you were interviewing me on your podcast yesterday, like when you commit to something 100%, you have the discipline to keep moving forward. I mean, the sky's the limit at that point. And you can make whatever change you want to make in your life. It's just up to you. It's up to nobody else except you. Right, exactly. I mean, it literally every, you can either, uh, you can change or choose. So it's a like you can either choose to do the things you're doing right now to keep going and go back down that hole, or you can decide to change and actually turn your life around and make something better for yourself. Exactly. And, and it's, it's cool. So I was talking to my brother the other day and full transparency for the people out there. Uh, just so you know what I'm talking about. I just started this thing called, it's essentially 75 hard where you work out twice a day. You follow a diet. Uh, I think you read every day and something else, but I figured I'm going to do 79 hard which is how many days are left in 2019 from October 14th to the end of the year, working out twice a day reading, just doing some daily disciplines. I was talking to my brother about it and we were talking about goals and I was talking about how in the past I would always start a fitness plan and I would quit 
or uh, I just, I, I would never finish it because it would get hard. And I was like, my brother's name is Drew. I said, Drew, I said, unfortunately, like with our goals that we have, nobody cares if you don't reach them. Nobody cares. It doesn't oh, affect God. anybody. Preach but, it. Preach it. <laughs> and, and, and I said that out loud and I never said it before. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, as human beings, we walk around and we have these goals and we post them on social media and we really think people care, but nobody cares. And if you don't reach your goal, honestly, nobody knows, you know, it's really up to you a hundred percent. It's like, how real are you going to be with yourself to a point where you're going to actually make that change that you've just been wishing for? Boom. So, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. And like, I, it, I, it's, it's really commendable of you because a drastic change like that, I think, I think a physical change is so hard to make because like for me, like I like drinking, I like eating shitty food. I like not working out. I like laying in bed and watching TV. Like I like all the things that don't equate to a healthy lifestyle physically, but it's like when you make that decision to actually do it and you prove to yourself that you're capable of it, like you just feel so much better. And like, you really can't even like, it's hard to even talk about how much better you feel. You just have to do it. But I mean, you did it, man. And like, that's really commendable. So yeah, kudos to you for sure. You said something really powerful there is like, or like really important there is that, you know, it's, I mean, I'm right there with you. I, I love, you know, bad food. Bad food tastes great. It's amazing. I live right oh, yeah. next to a Burger King. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't go there on the regular. So like, <laughs> stuff's good. I mean, cause you know, bad food tastes good. Exercising's hard. It's putting your body through discomfort. You know, waking up early isn't exactly the best thing in the world, but like, you know, you got to understand your body is literally programmed to help you survive and keep you comfortable. That's something that we, you know, did as cavemen. Your body was designed to tell you when there was danger to avoid that danger and to go the safest possible route or do the safest possible thing. And you know, that doesn't change to the point where we're at now where you can go to the grocery store and buy like weeks worth of food and then you're, you're set. You can just go home and lay down. You don't have to do anything now, especially now since, you know, all it really takes to make a business is Wi-Fi and a dream. And you can literally just run a business from your laptop, go buy your, you have somebody deliver your food for you. You don't even have to leave the house anymore. So it's like the whole, you know, the most comfortable thing to do is to do, eat the bad foods, don't exercise, do this, this, and this. But it's about doing the things that are going to make you uncomfortable. That's going to push you forward. And, you know, one of those things is that you need to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because doing the uncomfortable mm. things, the things you don't want to do, the things that nobody else wants to do are ultimately going to be the things that are going to set you apart from everybody else. It's what's going to make you extraordinary and other people's ordinary. It's that little bit of extra in between. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because you mentioned that. And I, that was actually something I wrote an article about the other day and um, yeah, still on my mind. <laughs> Dude, that, that, that's huge. And you said something too, like it's hard waking up early. So there's this uh, YouTube video I, I refer back to frequently. It's called unbroken, some motivational video. It's like six minutes long, but I think it's Eric Thomas who says this uh, just has a bunch of voiceovers and he says, you don't want to wake up early. Who does? And I was like, like that's such a short statement, but it's so true. Cause like nobody wants to wake up before their body wakes them up. Nobody right. does. No. It's awful. I mean, exactly. It sucks, but it's like, you just get in the habit of doing it and realize that like waking up early is really not hard. You just got to right. do it. You know, you just got to get yourself out of bed. So yeah, man, I think like it, it's, just, it's so crazy when you start to prove to yourself that you're capable of so much more. Oh, it yeah. really is crazy. 
And it's all I mean, about building that discipline. Exactly. And like we talked about this yesterday, but it's like, like motivation dies a hundred percent. It dies with anything, but if you can maintain that discipline and actually commit to something, I mean, you, you are a living, breathing example of that. I mean, you, you went from the worst state possible of being overweight, drinking a lot, no real direction of where you wanted to go. And, and now look where you are. You got a podcast, you're training clients, you're healthier than ever. And you're still eating Burger King, but you're doing it the right way. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <a> win win. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome, man. Well, hey, Chase, we're going to go and start wrapping up. So I always like to end with this question and it's really cliche because, you know, as a young entrepreneur, everybody goes through different struggles financially. I firmly believe that. But since you started your podcast, since you've done this uh, personal training, what's a piece of advice surrounding that financial space with being an entrepreneur that another young entrepreneur that's listening could take? Um, yeah, so I think one of the, the more important things to do when you're first starting out is you know, everybody, everybody wants to start their business right up front. They just want to go, okay, uh, I want to make money, so I'm going to start this business. Okay, cool. Business has started. Uh, like, like, let's say, actually, this happened to me, digital marketing. I started a digital marketing business because I thought I knew what I was talking about when it came to marketing because I knew how to work Facebook. But uh, I started the business and I started learning, learning, learning the skills that it took to build that kind of business. And I realized, oh, I don't know anything. Oh, boy. And I had already spent hundreds of dollars on a website and creating an LLC and getting all the, you know, the foundation in place before I even started. And I realized, wait, I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay, I just, I just wasted a ton, like hundreds of dollars. When I, what I could have done in the beginning is I could have used that hundreds of dollars not made a website, not made an LLC, not a could have, could have nothing. Literally just had my Instagram page. I could have taken those hundreds of dollars and put it into like a course or a book or gone to an event where they taught digital marketing. Because one of the biggest things that I've learned over the past you know, couple of years of trying to find where I fit in and then this past year figuring out you know, where exactly I fit in within the business space is that you need to be able to have a skill first. You need to have skills. You need to have relationships before you even have anything. Because if you just start a business, nobody's going to come to you if you don't know what you're doing. Nobody's going to come to you if you have no credibility or no um, connections with people, other people who are in the business or mm. testimonials or anything. So if anything, when it comes to you know, the whole personal finance thing, it wouldn't be more so like, oh, when you're first starting out, uh, build this budget and this. No, I don't, I don't think you need to do that first thing. Like once, once you have a business and it starts making you money consistently, yes, then I believe a budget should come in place. But until then, first start investing in yourself, invest in your skill sets, because ultimately, you know, market could crash, whatever, you know, you could lose everything. You could lose the money, you could lose the business, you could lose everything. The one thing you will not lose is the knowledge that you have. That's the only thing that nobody can take from you. So as long as you have that, you can rebuild. Because I mean, there's a lot of people who they suffered in, you know, the 2008 crash or, you know, their business was on a huge decline, but they were able to, re they were either able to rebound their business or start a new business and thrive because of the people that they knew already and the knowledge they already had before the crash happened. It was the people who didn't know what they were doing. They inherited a company maybe that lost everything and then they stayed, the, they lost everything because they didn't, they didn't have the knowledge. They didn't have, they didn't invest in themselves heavily enough. So those are the people who ended up hurting the most. So it really comes down to invest in yourself first, invest in your own knowledge and then, you know, put together a budget where you have, you know, you need to make sure that you're bringing enough money to pay for the expenses that you have in the business 
And then over time, I think, you know, the next best thing is to start hiring out, get VAs, get employees, whatever it needs to be, you know, leverage your time. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think, especially on social media, it's really prevalent for, you know, new entrepreneurs to go on and see someone else being successful in digital marketing, uh, drop shipping, et cetera. And they automatically think they can do it too. But unfortunately, in order to stand out, like you said, like you need to be really good at what you do and you need to invest yourself and it takes money to gain knowledge, unfortunately, but with the right amount of investment and the right amount of discipline and, and work ethic, like you will be successful. So right. yeah, I mean, really- if anybody's strapped for cash, like you could literally like start at a library, go to a library. They got books there, get a library card. That shit's free. Start exactly. there. Exactly. Then, you know, get a job. Uh, get a job, make some money, and then use that money to leverage into other books or to other courses or like uh, events to go meet people. It's it's the little things. You got to start small. Everybody exactly. everybody wants to start big, but you got to start small. For sure, for sure. Well, guys, you heard it from Chase. Invest in yourself, and that will lead you to the path to success. Chase, where can we find you on social media, and where can we listen to your podcast? Yeah, so I'm mostly on uh, Instagram, so that's at, at Chase underscore Henderfit. Uh, you can find my podcast, The Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, pretty much everywhere. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Chase Henderson on there. Uh, Facebook, I'm Chase Henderfit. And then I'm trying to think. I got TikTok, too. I'm still trying to figure out how to use it. I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. You have, you have a website, though, too, right? Yeah, I've got a website. It's uh, henderfit.com. So if you guys want to check out the website, that's uh, there as well. Uh, I've got like a little blog on there, but I do a lot of my blog posts on my LinkedIn. So probably more so go to LinkedIn. But yeah, so there's a lot of different places. Instagram podcast would be the number one places though. Sweet, sweet. Guys, hit up Chase on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever, and listen to his podcast and give him a review on iTunes because we all need those. Chase, appreciate your time, man. All right, likewise, man. Appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.